Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know. What were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals. It was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. VSIN live bet tonight with Femi Abebefe and Wes Reynolds on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's a great day to be alive and it's a great day to be a better. Welcome inside the VEASAN studios here at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. This is VEASAN Live Bet Tonight. Femi Abebefe alongside Wes Reynolds, a live betting extravaganza to where if you don't have a bet leading up to the game, we'll try to find you one over the course of the next three hours. Make sure to hit us up on Twitter. At VEASAN Live is where you can find the show. At Wes Reynolds 1 is where you can find Wes. At Femi Abebefe is where you can find me. And while you're on Twitter, make sure you're using the hashtag VEASAN Live Bet. If you have a bet or a question, we'll discuss it here on the program. Coming up, Johnny Avello, DraftKings Sports Director, joins us in 15 minutes. We'll talk Super Bowl props as DraftKings unveiled their menu earlier today. Not the whole thing, but just a little bit of an appetizer as we're still a couple weeks away from Eagles and Chiefs. Adam Burke, VEASAN betting analyst, joins us in 30 minutes. Adam contributed to the VEASAN Big Game Betting Guide and also wrote up an article on .com that shows you kind of what the best prop betting strategies are. We'll discuss those with Adam as he joins us in studio in 30 minutes. We also have a big night on the hardwood with eight games in the NBA, including a national TV doubleheader, Lakers nets in progress, Hawks trailblazers tipping off at the top of the hour. There's also a couple of big games in the Big 12 tipping off in college hoops, Baylor, Texas, and Iowa State, Texas Tech, just in a matter of moments. We'll get you those handicaps shortly. And also in the third hour, we'll give some early Super Bowl thoughts, side total, some props that we may be eyeing here in a couple of weeks. But first, Wes, is there a live bet that we can make right now? 
Well, we uh, just had one actually end. Uh, Virginia gets by Syracuse by five, depending on your number. There were some five mm-hmm. and a halves. I had one of those. There we and go. also some fives. Uh, second half also goes under. So that is a good start. Uh, we are starting to get, uh, I believe, underway here with the six uh, Pacific, nine Eastern tips. A couple in the Big 12 tonight. Baylor and Texas, uh, some three starting to show late on Texas. So I have Texas on the money line with uh, a SWAT game late. Southern, uh, basically an even money parlay. And then I did play Texas Tech, minus 125 on the money line. They closed two and a half point favorites. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like the don't make sense line of the day, right? Yeah. In the fact that Texas Tech finally won a game. They had to go out of conference and beat LSU in that Big 12 SEC challenge the last year of that. By the way, the coach is not liking that in the middle of conference season. So I laid a little Texas Tech and uh, Iowa State currently up three to nothing early in the first half. All right. So you laid Texas Tech. The handicap behind Baylor, because you say you played Baylor money line as well. I played Texas on the money line. Oh, sorry, Texas Southern. money line. Sorry. I just think, you know, you know, Baylor's won a few in a row. Uh, they got by a shorthanded Arkansas on Saturday. Arkansas actually had a chance to tie. The three in the corner was no good. So, you know, Texas, Saturday, I, I did like them on Saturday, and Tennessee took care of them uh, pretty easily. You know, Texas make a little run, make it competitive, and Tennessee would pull away, make it mid-double digits again. So, yeah. Coming off that effort, I, and, and Rodney Terry, I think, wasn't really pleased with that effort. He's like, we got out tough. Like, when a coach says we got out toughed, usually you expect a good effort the next game. But uh, Baylor's triple threat of guards, Keontae George, Adam Flagler, LJ Cryer, certainly are going to have a lot to say about that. Baylor probably has been the hottest team in the Big 12 over mm-hmm. the last two, two and a half weeks. Yeah, the Big 12, they continue to be wars out there in that conference, best conference, top to bottom in all of college basketball. But it was surprising, I thought, Saturday to see Tennessee take care of Texas in that manner there. I mean, the Vols, now they're the number one rated team in Ken Palm, I believe they are. So this is a Tennessee team that's starting to really make some inroads and look like the dominant team in college hoops alongside Purdue Mm -hmm. out there in the Big Ten. But on the Texas side of things, now that they're a few weeks, but I think it's like a month removed from Chris Beard officially being fired, do you think that we're going to start to see this team kind of peak as we head into March a little bit? Uh, the, the answer to that is I don't know, and and yeah. I think maybe tonight is going to be a good indicator of that because this is still a really talented team. I mean, they're still 10th in the country in 17-4, and four, so... You know, they, they've gotten some wins since then. Uh, uh, Texas in conference play uh, uh, swept Oklahoma State, beat TCU, beat Texas Tech, won at West Virginia. So every win in the Big 12 conference this year is a really good win. And I would call it, you know, a marquee or a resume win, however you want to term it, for the selection committee. Quad so one. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, they, they all are. Uh, yeah. uh, Texas, by the way, uh, you know, 11th in Division One basketball for forcing turnovers. So, you know, if they can get Baylor to turn the basketball over, and I think that they might be able to, I like the Longhorns to win. I did not lay it, though. I put it in a money line with uh, Southern, who plays Jackson State in late night swaction. Would you recommend money line here on Texas at minus 185? Or at this point, you just got to parlay it with something I, else? I mean, it depends on, you know, what you want to do in terms mm-hmm. of, you know, how high your tolerance is for laying a money line. I'm certainly never against it. I always say, you know, with football and basketball, I think betters are so reluctant to lay that money line. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you do it in baseball. You do it in hockey. That's, that's for why, sure. Why not, why not do it here? So, you know. I, I think the money line is probably about right. That's that's why I went ahead and parlayed it. 
How about the total? It's sitting at 148 and a half. This is seeing a lot of money coming in on the under. Do you agree with that move? And is there still room to bet it under at 148 and a half? I would lean to the under. I'm not going to bet it as of now, but I would certainly lean that way. I think, uh, you know, uh, Rodney Terry's got to be displeased with the defense because you gave up 82 to Tennessee. Who's not exactly what I would call like a juggernaut. They're not a bad offense, but they're not a juggernaut offensively. And Tennessee shot almost 56% from the floor, got to the line 23 times, out-rebounded Texas 38 to 23. Uh, so I think, you know, when you got kind of out-physical and out-toughed, that's when I would expect a better effort, even though this is a very short turnaround for both teams. We talked about at the top of the show, as we pivot to the NBA here, the national TV doubleheader, the first part of said doubleheader is going on in Brooklyn between the Lakers and the Nets. Brooklyn right now is up 63 to 60. They're currently laying four and a half on the in-game total, 222 and a half. And when you take a look at the box score here, and you see that it's Thomas Bryant leading the way for the Lakers with 13 points. Rui Hachimura, the newly acquired Rui Hachimura at 10 points. Russell Westbrook, 11 off of the bench there. And for the Nets, none other than Kyrie Irving leading the way with 17 points. But it looks like we got a close one uh, out there in Brooklyn. Yeah, and it was a really poor start for the Lakers. Nets got out big. Uh, I have a player prop in this game that I probably should have played the points and rebounds instead of just the points. Nick Claxton over 16 and a half. And one of the reasons why is because Thomas Bryant, who you mentioned, not exactly the best defender, very good floor spacer. Mm -hmm. And I think has done a really nice job for the Lakers. Uh, Filling in for AD, by the way, uh, is not playing tonight, uh, nor is one LeBron James. So that's why, you know, you could, you saw Brooklyn, I think, get bet up pretty high. And I just went with the prop. But uh, so far, Lakers hanging in there in the third quarter. It's funny that you mentioned LeBron James. I'm sure everybody has seen it by now. Saturday night against the Boston Celtics. Mm -hmm. And officiating, obviously, in, across all sports, ended up yeah. being this big story. Yeah. Uh, so I blame you since you had your referee breakdown Friday. Yeah, you, you just, you just kind of <laughs> knew, I guess, Saturday night is when it was going to start. And, you know, far be it for me to uh, side with LeBron James. I don't necessarily side with the theatrics, but but he did get fouled. He did. The, on, the on theatrics is what made it, honestly, like a memorable moment. Because it's like, all right, you're being a little ridiculous. Like, mm -hmm. clearly, like, we all agree that you got fouled, but, like, maybe settle, take it down a couple notches. Right. Like, like the man, yeah. I, I, he was acting well, as it, if it, it was. Well, it is, it is award season, and the Academy <laughs> Awards are, are coming up. But, you know, yeah, he did, he did, he did, uh, I think, uh, put it up about three notches. But, you know, if you're going to be creative like Patrick Beverly was that when he brought was... the camera out there, here is video, here is evidence. That that might be one of the more legendary technical fouls that we'll see in league history. Mm -hmm. To bring a camera from some photog that gave him the camera to go and show the official mm -hmm. and point and say he got fouled. Yeah, <laughs> like that is. I mean, I mean, it was totally showing the official up, but I I thought it was great. It was worth it. I mean, I mean they lost the game, so it wasn't worth it. But it's like yeah. you're gonna get a technical foul. That's how you get a technical. Yeah, foul. go go out in a go out creatively. Go out in a blaze of glory. I mean, really lose your mind or 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 do something funny about it. So, uh, you know, Lakers did lose that overtime yeah. game to the Celtics, but robbed, yeah. nice rebound at least so far. Only down five here in the third quarter. Yeah, we'll see if they can uh, keep it competitive out there in Brooklyn. We do have a few games at halftime in the association. Halftime being game time here on Veasan Live Bet tonight. Golden State, Oklahoma City, Warriors up sixty three to forty eight at the break. Thunder now laying two in mm -hmm. the second half, total 117. Yeah, and uh, and Golden State, uh, uh, the only thing that I did with this, uh, they're basically playing their main lineup. Uh, Poole starting again, Looney coming off the bench. But 
I went back to something that worked for me last week, and that was Draymond Green over 15 and a half rebounds and assists, and don't get the points involved. And you look at that, Draymond's only got three, but seven rebounds, six assists at the yeah. half. So Curry with 18, Clay Thompson with 16. So Golden State just got back one game over 500, a big win on Friday night. So they had the, pretty much the whole weekend off Saturday and Sunday. So nice effort for the dubs tonight. The Draymond raw. Yes. That's how you got to go ahead and do it there. Leave the P out. Uh, Washington and San Diego Wizards have a 63-55 lead after 24 minutes, and they're laying one total 123. Yeah, uh, I didn't do anything with this. Uh, Brad Beal with 14 for the Wizards. We know the Spurs very poor defensively. So uh, Jeremy Sochan, by the way, the rookie, has 15 to lead all scorers in this ball game. But nothing for me on this one. Wizards trying to work their way back to 500. And Spurs not going to be anywhere near that mark anytime soon. Anything for you in T-Wolves Kings out in Minnesota. The Wolves up 53-51. to 51, And it's a pick em in the second half. 115 is our total. Yeah, De'Aaron Fox under 26.5 points. Uh, 13 so far for him. Because Jade McDaniel is a very good defender. There's a reason why he starts for the, uh, for the uh, T-Wolves. Not because of his offense, but because of his defense. So... Darren Fox about halfway there. Uh, we do have one upset, though, in the early action, or at least it's looking like an upset. Mm -hmm. This is one I did play. I played plus 10, and I don't play a lot of pre-flop sides in the NBA. Mm. But I like this one. It got upgraded to 10 when Embiid was ruled probable. Orlando Magic plus 10, now up 109 to 101. They were way down early. Philadelphia, I thought, man, they put so much into that game on Saturday against Embiid Jokic in Denver. So I thought, okay, Orlando's a try-hard right now. Philadelphia might kind of not necessarily mail it in, but you can see they're down eight, five and a half left to go. So we'll keep our eyes on that one. But coming up, Adam Burke in about 20 minutes. But next, Johnny Avello, DraftKings Sportsbook Director, joins us to talk props over at DK. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, who's ready to get to Creighton? You don't watch Creighton. They play, and I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon, the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not gonna, the not the Big East tournament. They're, well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team. Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> and then they're never at any of those. Yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, why are you telling me? see the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. 
I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds, it was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. The big game means big plans for VEASAN. VEASAN will be in the middle of all the action broadcasting live from Radio Row in Phoenix with athlete and celebrity interviews and our experts breaking down the game. You won't want to miss any of VEASAN's coverage. Huddle up and watch Follow the Money, the Lombardi Line, VEASAN Final Countdown, and VEASAN Primetime all live from Radio Row starting next week. For betting splits, expert picks, and big game props at VEASAN.com. That's V-S-I-N.com. Welcome back. It's VEASAN Live Bet tonight. Femi Abebefe alongside Wes Reynolds hanging out here at the Circa Resort and Casino. All eyes on uh, the college hoops and the NBA action. But to help us get ready for the big game and all the big game props, we bring in our guy, Johnny Avello, DraftKings Sportsbook Director, to talk all things Super Bowl betting props here. Johnny, we appreciate you joining us this evening. And got to start. Uh, the how big is the menu like what are we thinking this year and how soon did you get these numbers up once those games ended last night uh Femi, we got up you know the quarters the halves the team props the scoring we we got that all up last night uh after the two games were over and we worked on everything else today and uh early this morning and we had pretty much the rest of the menu up, all the player props, by 9.30, 10.30 this morning. Uh, now, there's some more things to go up. There's some of those crossover props that will still go up. But if you look at the menu on our site, uh, there's more up there than than anyone else is going to have. Mm-hmm. But, you know, with their full slate, we're going to add more to it. John, it used to be for, uh, for the big game, for SB uh, props, uh, used to be, 
index only pretty much you know will there be three consecutive scores in a game will there be the last score in the two minutes like those would always be the first up monday tuesday or wednesday and then later in the week you would start to get more of the player props uh when did you guys start putting these up uh a lot earlier than what was the norm in the past yeah wes we want to get these up early uh you know the thing for DraftKings is try to get up first with just about anything we can, whether it's, you know, lines, pro football, college the next week, whatever. So and Super Bowl props, uh, you know, fits right into that category. So we try to be first to market on a lot of stuff. And uh, and Super Bowl props is also one of them. We're speaking with Johnny Avello, DraftKings Sportsbook Director, talking all things Super Bowl betting props. Johnny, you guys, and I credit you guys, you guys always have a vast menu of props for the regular season games and all the playoff games. Do you find that the work that you guys do early in the season, does that make the process of making these numbers a little bit easier when it comes to the biggest event and everybody starts to dive in to the the prop bookmaking here? You know, that's a good point. Uh, and, and that does hold true uh, because we put up the complete, Super Bowl menu, not the complete, but close to it uh, each and every week for the NFL season. So it does make it easier, Femi, when we get to the Super Bowl because, you know, we're, we're already in that mode. So that's a very good point. John, in terms of a schedule for you guys at DraftKings, obviously, you know, this is kind of the appetizer and there's certainly more to come. When can uh, bettors and, and folks that bet with you guys at DraftKings expect maybe some of like the cross sport stuff or, you know, some of kind of like the fun props, the creative <laughs> props that I think bettors like to get into? Yeah, I think you'll see some of that crossover stuff uh, closer to the weekend. Uh, you know, crossover stuff applies to things that are going to happen the same weekend as the game. So, um, you know, we'll start looking at what those uh, events are for that weekend, um, you know, and make sure that there's no injuries going into those, some of those crossovers. So that's why we do wait a little bit longer on those type of props. Uh, yeah, you'll see some goofy ones up there too, Wes. <laughs> I know uh, people like to see all that stuff with the Gatorade and that, and we'll probably have some of that. I hate those props to be honest with you, but uh, we'll have some of that plus more. Johnny, I know you guys have the novelty stuff already up, the passing, the rushing, the receiving, and not the full menu, but you have a decent amount that's up there right now. Are you seeing any early action? Is there any particular props that are kind of catching the the public's eye here as we're just not even 24 hours removed from the final AFC and NFC Championship games? Well, Femi, I'll tell you what they really like to bet with us is they like to bet the first touchdown scorer. Uh, so we're certain, you know, that's an anytime touchdown score. And they seem to be some of the most popular bets. And we're already seeing money on, you know, Kelsey and and Hertz and, uh, you know, Sanders and some of the top guys. Um, we're seeing uh, Hertz over 48 and a half rushing yards. Uh, that doesn't surprise me. And then uh, Kelsey over 76 and a half receiving yards as well as Mahomes over to 280, I think we have 85 or 87 uh, and a half passing yards. So that's a couple so far that's taken some action. John, I know you guys put the uh, Super Bowl MVP earlier in the playoffs. We're now down to two teams, so you can only pick from Chiefs or Eagles. But did did you have any, uh, you know, 
good liability, at least on your side, with some of these teams that got eliminated, did betters maybe gravitate toward somebody from the Bills or somebody from, for the Bengals? Or has all the liability basically been on these two teams? Yeah, this has been up for a while. And so some of the guys that were bet on are gone, uh, you know, but some are still in it. Um, Mahomes certainly took some. Uh, guys like, you know, Devontae Devante Smith, 25 to 1. Uh, there were some guys out there with some pretty good numbers. And so, what we, you know, the way we spread it around by having so many guys up there, um, our liability is not too bad, Wes. I think we're in okay shape. Ultimately, how many props do you think you guys are going to have there by the time we get to, let's say, this time next week? Well, if you look at individual props we're probably going to have somewhere around the you know 750 to and up uh but when you look at the actual offerings of all these props you know we're into the thousands so um there's a bunch up there and uh, you know and and the nice part about getting them up early is you know you there are a lot of guys out there sharps included that like to bet on props early and so they're up there now and uh, you get them up. You can concentrate on other things to do for the week uh, because your mind is always on these props. So I'm glad they're up and, you know, kind of put that behind you and move on to the next item. John, uh, we're going to get back to the props momentarily, but I do want to talk about the actual game and what we saw last night because, uh, you know, you, you survey the opinion of the Twitterverse and, you know, everybody's got an opinion from the Sharps to the public to the casual betters, uh, big betters, small betters, what have you. And it seemed uh, by the lion's share of the opinion that it was Philadelphia Eagles all the way and Fly Eagles Fly got a lot of the money. Did you see a little bit of buyback on Kansas City, though, this morning? Yeah, we have had some. I mean, there's been some Kansas City bets. You know, when you size up the game and you're making a line for the game, sure, the score was impressive that Philly won by, but you know, the team was playing without a pretty much a quarterback, no one that could throw the ball. Uh, and, you know, Jalen Hurts had 120 yards passing. And not, I don't want to take anything away from Philly, but, you know, they, they played a team yesterday that wasn't at full strength. Prior to that, they played the Giants a couple games. So, you know, they I don't know if they've been really revved up. So it's hard to say, you know, what you really have there. On the Kansas City side, uh, I thought they were very fortunate yesterday. I thought they got every single call you could possibly get <laughs> and still only won the game by three points. So, it's a, you know, it was a tough call on the line. We had the line at Kansas City one, uh, you know, earlier in the week. And then after yesterday, Mahomes, he looked okay. He still looked a little gimpy. I don't know what two weeks will do for a high ankle sprain. Probably he'll be better, that's for sure. Uh, so we opened up Philly one and... It actually took some Kansas City money early, but uh, by the end of the night, it was more Eagle money, and we got pushed to two. Yeah, that's interesting stuff. That I'm sure the people in Cincinnati would agree with you about the uh, every call going Kansas City's way <laughs> in that game last night. But final question, though, you talked about kind of how Kansas City didn't look impressive, and neither did Philly because of the circumstances with the 49ers. On the Kansas City side, though, with all the injuries that they had, especially at wide receiver in particular, how much did that factor into the number that you guys made here? And you got about 45 seconds. Well, we think, you know, you, you have to think that some guys are coming back and, you know, Mahomes, will he be at full strength? And yeah, I don't know. I mean, high ankle sprains take a while, but in eight days, 
the recovery he made, um, I got to think that, you know, he's going to be 80%, 85%. And, you know, this will give this whole team, even Kelsey was, you know, had back and back mm-hmm. problems and he showed up too. So these guys are gamers. That's for sure. When the game's on the line, they give it all they have, regardless of, you know, what their status is. Yep, they have a lot of time to heal, and we have a lot of time to dissect these games, side total, and all the props and all the storylines, as I think we have a pretty good Super Bowl on our hands coming up in a couple of weeks. But he is Johnny Avello, DraftKings Sportsbook Director. Johnny, we appreciate the time. All the best of luck with all the prop menus and booking all this stuff, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks a lot, guys. We will talk soon. John, thank you. Good stuff there from Johnny. Is it a surprise that the Hurts, the Mahomes, and the Kelsey overs no. are interesting? No, not, not at all. <laughs> and there are going to be even more interest here in the next two weeks. Awesome. Well, we're going to tell you guys the do's and don'ts when we return because our buddy Adam Berg, VEASAN betting analyst, joins us. Talk prop betting strategy next here on VEASAN Live Bet Tonight. This is VSIM Live Bet Tonight with Femi Abebefe and Wes Reynolds live from the Circus Sportsbook on VSIN, the sports betting network. Next weekend will be the last weekend of football, and Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is the place to be. You could win up to $10,000 in bonus money instantly by playing our exclusive Bet River Squares this football season. Place $10 or more in qualifying bets, and you get a square on the house. If the numbers on your square match the final score of the game, you win. It's that simple. Restrictions on qualifying wagers, eligible bonus, and credit use. Full terms and condition available at BetRiverSquares.com. Welcome back. It's VEASAN Live Bet tonight. Femi Abebefe alongside Wes Reynolds talking all things Super Bowl betting props. We had Johnny Avello in the last segment to discuss the props that DK unveiled earlier this morning. And joining us now in studio, always love an in-studio guest, it's our buddy Adam Berg, VEASAN betting analyst, to talk all things prop betting strategy. Adam, we appreciate the time. You joining us this evening. We absolutely love to see it. Before we get into the prop betting strategy, though, Adam, uh, I know you were very much a part of the VEASAN Big Game Betting Guide and also wrote the column for VEASAN.com here about the prop betting strategies. But how can folks get a hold of the VEASAN Big Game Betting Guide and what will they find once they open that up there and uh, start to delve into uh, some of the strategies that you guys have? A lot to delve into. Super Bowl to say the least, but th- this is kind of a general strategy piece. The intro to the big game betting guide, which you can get over at vcin.com. Give us your email address. You'll get our newsletter, which is definitely a very helpful piece to have, but you also get access then to this big game betting guide. I have an article about prop betting strategies. We've got an article from Josh Applebaum about his prop betting strategies, which are going to be a little bit different from mine. Also some historical news notes, trends on past Super Bowls, but that's just barely scratching the surface of what we'll have here for the Super Bowl. We'll have Staff picks. We'll have best bets from our writers, on-air personalities, everybody involved with VEASAN. We'll have some cross-sport props, Jonathan Von Tobel on the NBA, Andy McNeil on the NHL. So a lot of stuff coming your way in the lead-up to the Super Bowl over at VEASAN.com. The cross-sport props are the most fun when mm-hmm. we get, you know, NBA, Giannis points versus, like, you know, whatever running backs, Sanders rushing yards or, you know, Receiving yards, Kelsey receiving yards versus what the low score is going to be at the waste, waste management yeah. open. I, I personally love those. And then obviously as more props come out, we're going to have more uh, picks at the picks at a glance and everything else. So looking forward to it. whole lot of stuff to bet on, and it's going to be a whole lot of fun coming up here in a couple of weeks, Chiefs and the Eagles. Uh, what advice, Adam, would you give to new prop bettors? Because we're always getting new 
bettors into the space as more and more states start to legalize. Maybe some people are new to prop betting because they only did sides and totals throughout the season. What advice would you offer up to the people that, to where they wouldn't be overwhelmed by the vast menus that we have at all these sports books? Vast menus is correct. And, and look, one of the things I think is very, very important, I know Wes and Femi can both speak to this as well, shopping around for the best price on the prop markets is something you absolutely have to do. There's no reason to take an over 47 and a half receiving yards when over 43 and a half is out there in the market somewhere. There's no reason to lay minus 115 on a prop when you can get it at minus 110 or minus 105. You've got to be able to shop around for the best odds that are out there, not only with the VIG, but also with the line. And something else that's kind of in correlation to that, if you're in a state that has you know recently added sports betting like Ohio, or you're just in a state that's had it for a while and you've only had one book, this is a good time of year to leverage the sign-up bonuses as well. Yeah. And then that helps you shop around for the best price on these props. Another tip that I have that I wrote about in the Big Game Betting Guide is, you know, avoid overexposure and think about game state. Because there are going to be some people out here, we've already seen this narrative about the Eagles, right? Oh, they've had the easiest path to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Oh, they haven't played a, you know, they haven't played many real quarterbacks in the Who back you half beat? of the season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, exactly. So there are going to be people that are like, oh, well, the Chiefs are going to win this Super Bowl. They're going to win big. I'm betting Mahomes over passing yards, Mahomes over passing touchdowns, Kelsey over receiving yards, over his touchdowns, this and that. You don't want to tie your Super Bowl result to one outcome. You want to diversify your prop betting portfolio, have some different things out there, but think about the game state. If you think the Chiefs are going to win and maybe do so big, then maybe you bet Jalen Hurts over pass attempts because they're having to throw to get back into the game, stuff like that. So you really want to have a diversified portfolio where the game could go any number of ways and you still have a chance to make money. Adam, that's a good point that you bring up too because if you're betting multiple bets on the Super Bowl and you're not just betting a side or a total, you're going to have more prop bets than you are side or total bets. So look, that's what I did this weekend in the conference championship games. You know, It allowed me at least to kind of hedge a little bit off of what my game position would be or, or my total position would be. So absolutely diversify. You're going to have more prop bets. So that's why you probably want to put more time into that than necessarily the side or the total. And what Adam talked about with the Philadelphia narrative about the easiest schedule, which they did have. Mm-hmm. San Francisco, by the way, was number two right behind them. Uh, what they did have was the easiest schedule, but that's already put into the number. If you're thinking of it, everything is put into the number. Yeah, I think that's really great advice. Uh, we're speaking with Adam Burke, hanging out here in our studios, VEASAN betting analyst here. In our notes, Adam, I know you put in the notes, and it was on the graphic as well, addition by subtraction. What do you mean by that? Yeah, so I think that you know a lot of times when it comes to prop betting, you want to have more minus money props than plus money props. You know, People are going to look at, oh, I can get 8-1 to one or 10-1 to one for the game <laughs> on to go the to safety. overtime. Yeah, or they the bet the safety every year. Like you know, look, yeah, you can bet a little to win a lot, but there's a reason why you can win a lot, and it's that those things don't really happen. We've had mm-hmm. one Super Bowl go to overtime. Maybe this one does. Obviously, the line is very close. These two teams mm-hmm. are pretty equal, but we've had one of them go to overtime. You know, we had that run, when was it, two safeties in three years? Mm-hmm. One of them was the first score. We haven't had one since, I think, 2013. And now they'll bet it till the next 20 years. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, I know it's tough to lay chalk. It's something that a lot of people don't want to do, laying minus 170, minus 180, minus 200, stuff like that. But a lot of times those are the props that are going to cash. So don't be afraid to go out there and lay some of those minus prices instead of the plus money long shots that may not come through. Now, would you lay the minus 
800 minus 1,000 on the no OT? <laughs> no, I would, I would not. I mean, obviously, if, if you're very liquid with your bankroll, you can. Now, some, some math guy is going to say, yes, this has right a move, certain, yeah. uh, you know, uh, <laughs> uh, my, my guy Steve Fezzik is probably going to put that out there. I'm like, best bet? No. Most bettors aren't, aren't, haven't been betting that long term. So. <laughs> now, in the column, and we encourage everybody to go read this on vcin.com, Adam does a great job talking about prop betting strategies and also offers up a few prop bets that he likes. One that you posted about is going to be decided right off of the bat. Why did you go with this one and why? Yeah, so this one, the opening kickoff to be a touchback. You can find no at plus 170. And, and after I just talked about you know not taking a lot of plus money prices, <laughs> this is one, though, that makes sense. 28 of the last 32 Super Bowls, the opening kickoff has not been a touchback. And Pat McAfee talked about this on his show last year in that the ball that they use for the opening kickoff is like a brick. It just comes out of the box. It's not worn into shape or anything like that because it's going to Canton right mm -hmm. after the ball is kicked off. Mm -hmm. So even though last year's was a touchback, unfortunately for him, because you know he had a big, long segment about it on his show, it, it's backed by the fact that historically that kick has not been a touchback and you're getting a pretty good plus money price on it. Now, both of these kickers are pretty good at touchbacks, so that's a little bit of a concern. But still, I mean, that ball is different from all the other balls that they kick. So there's a reason why we haven't seen a lot of touchbacks on that opening kickoff. So I think at plus 170, something like that, it's it's worth a look because, again, a lot of these things are price dependent too. Adam, are there certain props that you kind of tend to bet like almost every year? Maybe not every single Super Bowl, but – I have a couple that I usually do. I usually will go the no score in the first 630. Mm -hmm. It's worked out for me more often than not. Over two and a half players passing attempts. Are there a couple that you maybe tend to bet every single time? Yeah, I thought about the over two and a half players with a pass attempt. I think it's like plus 280 or something like oh. that at DraftKings. It's very high from what I recall. Uh, and obviously a possibility when you've got you know an injured Patrick Mahomes yeah. and, mm -hmm. and a Jalen Hurts who likes to run around and might mm -hmm. get you know dinged a couple of times. Yeah, one that I almost always play, and I think it's cashed five of the last seven and six of the last nine, is both teams to make a field goal over 34, 37 yards, whatever the line may end up being. That's one that I typically like to play a lot. And one that I think is, is worth talking about here is we've got a couple minutes left. So I started thinking about this. The Chiefs are plus 110, right? Mm -hmm. Patrick Mahomes is plus 130 to win MVP. Is how many scenarios are there in which Kansas City wins this game and Patrick Mahomes isn't the MVP? Right? You have the built-in narrative, he's playing on one leg. You have the fact that he's going to win the regular season MVP and he could win the Super Bowl MVP, which hasn't happened since Kurt Warner in 1999. Yes, there's a fan component to voting for MVP, but a lot of it is done by the writers. Yeah. They want to have a story to tell. So that's something where I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, okay. Who outside of Patrick Mahomes, if the Chiefs win, and I lean Eagles for what it's worth, but if the Chiefs win, who could be the MVP? It's hard to see anybody other than Mahomes. Kelsey at 10-1, to 1, sure, but a tight end's never won it, and who's mm -hmm. throwing him the football? Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes. Yeah. And when you look at, from a defensive standpoint, it's almost always a guy who's got interceptions, right? So maybe we have yeah. two really good pass rushes here, but sacks typically don't garner you a lot of favor in the MVP market. So that's an alternate way. If you like the Chiefs, you can take Mahomes at plus 130 to win MVP instead of the plus 110 on the money line. And to back up your point about the riders, I know Will Brinson, who does work for CBS, the NFL out there, he's talked about, hey, like the way that it goes kind of distributed about the ballots, it's like about 15, 20 people that vote. And it's like late third quarter, early fourth quarter. So those guys, their guys and gals are kind of worried about their like own deadlines, their own columns that they're writing. And then like they just kind of fill out a 
all right, oh, well, Mahomes. Mahomes. Yep. Like, mm-hmm. you know, so that's why you kind of get the quarterbacks to win it more often than not because those are the names that initially pop up in everyone's brains. He is Adam Burke. Check out all of his stuff at vcin.com. He's our vcin betting analyst. And he joined us here this evening. Adam, we appreciate all the time, man. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks, Adam. All right, we'll be back with more on the other side. It's vcin live bet tonight. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18, my first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust, he can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie, I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my dance, <laughs> Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health, but by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. This is VSIM Live Bet Tonight with Femi Abebefe and Wes Reynolds live from the Circus Sportsbook on VSIM, the sports betting network. 
If you're looking for a betting edge on football's big game, the VEASAN experts have you covered. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of only $9.99. VEASAN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by VEASAN show hosts and guests. Tools like our betting splits, deep dive betting reports, VEASAN betting guides for the biggest games of the season, where our experts break down brackets, best bets, and all the big game props. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Visit VEASAN.com slash subscribe today to sign up for only $9.99. That's V-S-I-N slash subscribe. Welcome back. It's VEASAN Live Bet tonight. Femi Abebefe alongside Wes Reynolds hanging out at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. We just had Adam Burke, VEASAN betting analyst, join us in the last segment. Adam, kind enough to join us in studio. We appreciate the time. Talking all things prop betting strategies. And I think it's, it's an important discussion. It's one I'm sure we'll have over the course of the next two weeks about just, I mean, I mean it's... Pr- Prop betting for the Super Bowl is so much different, I feel like, than like the normal yeah. prop betting that you typically do because well, you're going to want to bet on a lot of different stuff. But like you mentioned, you don't want your props tied into one outcome of like, hey, Chiefs win big, so it all means Mahomes and Kelsey and all those guys over. And, and because these things are up, uh, you know, not all of them will be. There's still more to come. But these things are up for the better part of like 10 days. Yes. You know, and sometimes even two weeks. So you're going to get, you know, when Adam was talking about shop around, there are going to be very variances in numbers from shop to shop, basically, mm-hmm. not only, you know, all over the country, but also right here in Las Vegas. There are going to be maybe some opportunities where you could try to find a, a middle point mm-hmm. where you can play back on a prop, too, if something moves. You know, if somebody's yards move up 15-some yards or something ridiculous like that, then, yeah, you're going to probably play a little bit under, too, to see if you can kind of get that middle range. So, you really can't do that week to week. No. Because there's not that much movement in the market in the regular season. There is a little bit more like when you get to like conference championship weekend, but this is obviously a whole different animal. So, yeah, you're going to have spots where, you know, one guy's got a number over 43 and a half yards and somebody else has got one under 50 at 55 and a half. You know, you are going to have those disparities here. And I also think too because the prop markets for the Super Bowl are a lot more liquid than they typically are during the regular season. Like you can just get more money down on, mm-hmm. on all the props and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think that you're going to find more movement, like you mentioned, because of just the right. duration of the time and also the money that's being entered and registered into the market there. Middles are good ways to do it. And also it goes to show you that if you do miss out on, let's say somebody gives out an over that you like or something like that, and you miss out on the number because it goes crazy. Don't be afraid to maybe play the other side and play back if you think that it's a valuable bet there. So there's a whole like there's like there's so many ways to kind of play into these props. Yeah. I feel like to where it, you don't want to make sure you want to make sure that you're not just kind of taking the worst of numbers or or spreading yourself out way too thin. As always, bankroll management is key with prop betting. And, you don't want to have your whole bankroll in play during the Super Bowl. And 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 we talked about it as well. You know. Most of your bets are going to be props. I mean, you don't have to have. I think everybody, because everybody, you watch all the television shows, and it's mm-hmm. like, okay, who's your pick on the game? You know, you don't have to necessarily have a side or total. I have had yeah. Super Bowls where I have not had a side or total bet. Yeah. And, you know, maybe this will be another one, because I'm kind of leaning a little bit the opposite way of where the market was going. But, you know, we'll see. I'm not, I'm not necessarily convinced, oh, my God, this is the right side. This is the side to be <laughs> on. Most Super Bowls, you're not going to be because the, line, the number is what it is. It's what the market dictates. So nobody's going to be, you know, when you get some of these, these touts and whatnot, are going to be like, this number's 10 points off. 
there's not a number in the NFL that's 10 points off in the postseason. No. Especially in the Super Bowl. So one thing is ignore some of the noise, you know. Uh, don't listen to the ridiculousness it would be another tip. You know, Adam had his tips on prop betting, but don't listen to, like, ignorance and stupidity because there'll yeah. be a lot of it out there. Like Nick Saban says, man, stay away from the rat poison. You yes. Know? It's what you got to do. You got to block out the noise and just keep your head down and, and continue to grind. <laughs> yeah, no uh, question. <laughs> but as we pivot back to the NBA and college hoops here, uh, you mentioned it. The big upset of the night, the Orlando Magic. They beat the Philadelphia 76ers 119-109. Magic were 10-point road dogs in this game. Philly coming off just that big, massive win Saturday afternoon. Did you watch much of that game? I was dialed in because somebody was betting the MVP I watched a little bit of it. I was watching some college. I was Mm -hmm. also watching some of the Farmers Insurance Open. So I was kind of going around the world with it, but I did see it. And look, we talked about it last week. Yeah. National TV game. Joel Embiid coming out to play. He always rises to the occasion, man. Every single time. He knows when all the eyeballs are on him. I didn't have a I, – I had 17 college basketball bets, but I paused my college basketball viewing for one of the screens that I have in my office. I had one on the college hoops. Mm-hmm. And I had the other one on the Sixers Nuggets. I didn't have a bet in Sixers Nuggets, but I was dialed in because I've been betting a lot of the NBA MVP market, and I wanted to make sure that I was like, okay, like let's see what happens and what's the narrative going to be. Yeah. And late in that second half, and not late in the second half, I would say late third quarter, early fourth quarter, you could really start to tell that, oh, like Embiid's having one of those games. Mm-hmm. I actually added a little bit of Embiid MVP. I had some at 18-1. to 1, Then I added a little bit at 10.50 here at Circa, before, like the day before the game. Then in-game, there was a shop here in Vegas that still had – MVP market up at plus 750 and I added a little bit because I was like this is going to resonate with a lot of people especially if they win and the way that he finished that game hitting the step back three in Jokic's face to kind of like put the game away like that's how these things can kind of build narratives and all that and I was listening to a popular podcast Bill Simmons's podcast uh, earlier today and he was talking about it with cousin Sal he said I think as of right now MV- Embiid's my MVP favorite well, he and he's a very influential voice. Look, I mean, he came out in terms of uh, the biggest game or one of the yeah. biggest stages, and that's what a lot is going to be judged on. I know it was a, a Saturday afternoon game, but still. It's national it was TV. Next, it was network TV. It was a triple yeah. header on Saturday, obviously capitalizing with the no NFL mm-hmm. on a Saturday. So, uh, yeah, Joel Embiid. And, and Embiid, by the way, did have a good game tonight. I think he was uh, he was 30 and 11 you know, solid game, but nevertheless, the Orlando magic. And that's why one of the reasons I played the magic because NBA is becoming more of a numbers oriented sport, but there are still some situations. And when a team really gears up for a regular season game, oh, yeah. that next time out. Now it didn't start out well. Cause I also played a little bit of first quarter and Philly went out right all over him, but that was kind of the worst thing for him. Cause then it's like, ah, oh, this is going to be easy. This is a bad Orlando team. They're 19 and 31. They got a lot of young kids. Well, these young kids are playing hard for Orlando. And and they actually have been a a pretty good underdog. You know, when I was looking a little bit more into it today, you know, what was going to happen really with with these two teams? The Orlando Magic, I believe this season, uh, coming into tonight, they were 12-8-3 on the road as a dog and and 8-6-1 as a double-digit dog. That's still pretty solid. Now, they're going to be a double-digit dog a lot of the times. It's such a young team, but... I just thought, man, Philadelphia put so much into Denver on Saturday because they number one record in the West and all that mm-hmm. stuff. And then you get lowly Orlando. 
and lowly Orlando is going to get up for Philadelphia. Oh yeah. You know, they're going to, we, we've seen them knock off Boston. We've seen them knock yeah. off some good teams. They've beaten Boston twice. Yeah. Man. We've seen them knock off good teams. So this Orlando team that there's something to be said for that. You can find value. I think in teams that are not necessarily good teams, they may not be good teams in terms of the record, but they're good teams from a spread standpoint. Yeah, Bancaro was awesome tonight. I mean, 29 points, 10 rebounds to go along with it. He was uh, filling up the box score uh, in that win. He had 29 and 9, and beat 30 and 11 in the loss to the Orlando Magic. Uh, but there's some other games going on right now in the association. Lakers, Nets, Brooklyn with a 113-100 lead. Under three minutes to play in regulation. The Nets are laying 12 and a half on the end game. And then the Warriors, their lead has started to shrink a little bit against Oklahoma City. They're up now 100 to 93. Early fourth quarter, uh, Golden State now laying mm-hmm. six and a half as now it's 100 to 95. Total 242 and a half against a uh, frisky Oklahoma City. Thunder. Yeah, absolutely. And you would think that, you know, when a team is down, the Thunder are going to push the pace. Steph Curry, by the way, 11 or 31 points, seven threes tonight. Clay Thompson with five threes. Draymond has gone over our our raw. Raw. Yeah. So so that is very good news. SGA. He's a raw raw guy, isn't he? Absolutely he is. Uh, Twenty seven points for SGA. So one hundred and ninety five. I, I kind of like the over here in in the second half. We'll see if it uh, continues that pace. This was a big total, by the way. Two forty two and a half. I think they had uh, would they have one eleven at the half. So. Mm-hmm. On pace to get that over 117, 117 and a half in the second half. The most competitive game tonight is definitely in Minnesota, where the Kings and the Timberwolves uh, are only separated by four points. Sacramento's up 88, 84. Sacramento's laying three and a half, total 213 and a half. Uh, quick thoughts on this game. Obviously, we'll discuss more when we begin our number yeah, two. Yeah, two pretty even teams here uh, when you look at it. Uh, Sacramento, I think, has been. The surprise, whereas Minnesota has been the real disappointment this season. De'Aaron Fox with 20. Uh, Anthony Edwards leads all scores 22. Gobert with a double-double. He had that at the first half. All right. Well, we'll keep our eyes on that game out there in the Twin Cities. Also, to start hour number two, we'll get to a second-half line in the Baylor and Texas game in the Big 12. We'll be back with more on the other side. It's Vsin Live Bet Tonight. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. Five to six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner. The rise, the fall. 
and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like, da, 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it gonna, like that's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. 